Hello, and welcome to episode 69 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to Joe B., the newest member of the Modern Manager community. Thank you for investing in yourself and for including me on your journey. To everyone who is listening, if you are finding this podcast useful, which I hope you are because you're spending your time listening, please leave a rating or review on iTunes or whatever platform that you listen on. This is an incredibly helpful way for other managers to find the show and to know it's worth listening to. I know you care about creating a healthier workplace and knowledgeable managers, so please take a moment to help this movement and help other managers by leaving that rating or review. I so appreciate it. Now, today's guest is Dolores Hirschman, an internationally recognized strategist, clarity coach, TEDx organizer, speaker, and author. She has over 20 years of experience helping entrepreneurs and business owners realize their potential by guiding them to clarity so they can reach their next level of growth. Dolores and I talk about how you need to take care of yourself in order to lead others and how to deal with your own and other people's emotions when things are feeling out of whack. We also talk about finding your life's purpose and how that informs your leadership. Now here's our conversation. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Dolores, it is such a pleasure to have you today. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom. I'm really excited because what you're going to talk about is something that I think a lot about for myself. So let's just get right in here. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me today, Mami. I'm really excited to to have a conversation. All right. Why don't you just start by telling me what you told me 30 seconds ago before we hit the record button? What are we going to talk about? Oh, we're going to talk about the fact that there's nothing in our life that we can lead or manage unless we're first leading and managing ourselves, whether it's your household, your company, your team. You must first be your own leader. I always say leadership starts inside. So what does that mean? Because I love this concept, but I want to make it practical. (laughs) I want to be able to lead myself. What does that mean? Yes. So let me just give you an example. Have you ever, you know, been in a work environment and the person in charge or your supervisor or manager is just losing it? Like every single thing triggers this person. You know, not a big deal. We'll just set them off. Usually what that means when you see that, when you observe that, or maybe when you experience that for yourself, it means that the inside, the the, the, the interior part of the human being is a little chaotic, if, to say it lightly, right? It's, it's just, just not aligned. There is no space for breathing and making good decisions. It's almost like every single tiny thing that happens around them is that drop that overflows a glass. Have you ever actually, I mean, we've all, I personally have experienced that myself when I'm like not taking proper care of myself or long week of traveling that something tiny might annoy you. And it actually has nothing to do with the outside world. It's just you have kind of failed to self-manage so that you can have capacity to navigate the world. Does that make any sense? Does that resonate? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I'm actually thinking about a recent example where 
my husband and I were talking about a, a work-related thing, and he responded in a way to me that normally would have just been like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. Thank you for that. But because I had such a hard day, instead, I was like, why are you telling me this right now? And he he was kind of like, whoa, okay, what's going on? Yeah. So I totally get that. when you're When you're kind of feeling it all inside, you don't have the capacity, as you said, to like respond in a more thoughtful way or to like let little things just kind of roll off your back. Exactly. And I'm going to give you a very, very graphic metaphor. You know, if you had Thanksgiving dinner, right? If you eat one more piece of pie, you will throw up like your stomach is full. There's no <laughs> more capacity of digestion, right? You will throw up and it's just too much. It's the same thing when we load ourselves with commitments, with shoulds, with things we have to do, or we, we're not properly processing our daily life, it kind of like piles up and we do blow up. We, we just do. So what do we do about this then? So what we do about it is one, is bring awareness. You know, whenever that happens to us, and it has happened to all of us, I would guarantee, is just be the observer of your own experience, kind of detach yourself from that moment. Like you were saying in that moment with your husband, I'm sure that you're a smart woman and you're like, he said, whoa, but you were like, why am I reacting like that, right? That can be really hard to do, but it's imperative that we do. Awareness is always the first step to shifting or to changing or transforming. So, so the first thing is when you see that it, that was just one more email that you could handle today, just sit back. That email will stay there and just pause. And there's many ways you can practically do this. It can be a simple one minute breathing. It can be a simple get up, go get a glass of water, come back. It could be go for a walk or it could be sometimes if you must end the day and say, I, I just can't and just go, go, go reset yourself. That makes so much sense. And I'm actually thinking about a experience recently. I was coaching a woman who was saying how her manager gets really emotional on occasion. And I said to her, I said, do you think your manager knows that she's so emotional? And what would happen if you said to her, I'm noticing you're getting really emotional right now? It's that same thing you just mentioned, like bringing awareness to it. It's super helpful to have somebody on your team or in your life who can help you recognize when you're at that point. Because sometimes, as you said, it's hard for us to recognize in ourselves. So absolutely, we should practice looking for it in ourselves. But if you have someone who's trusted in your team or in your life that can help you notice that, it really helps. It truly helps. And I just want to make a little bit of a, a note here because everybody listening to this podcast is likely wanting to learn about these things and likely, you know, wanting and welcoming that awareness or maybe that feedback from the outside world. I just want to warn that for people who have not done any personal work, pointing out the emotion behind the reaction, which is what we're talking about, can truly blow things up. Oh, say more. What I mean by that is that if you have a completely unaware, <laughs> unawakened, if you want, or unpersonal developed manager saying to that person, it sounds like this is this issue is getting you emotional or some kind of something like that, you can really throw them off the edge. So is there another suggestion for how yeah. to approach someone? 
So you have to be very diplomatic and literally almost like, how would I do it in, in a situation where I know that that person doesn't have capacity to understand where I'm going with that suggestion is that, you know what, I am very tired right now, or I have something to do right now. Why don't we just take two minute break? Or you can say, you know what, I've been stuck all day here. Why don't we take this conversation outside and walk around the block? Ah, beautiful. So that you don't address the issue, but you suggest an activity. And these are like micro suggestions, right? But that can make all the difference. This I can't really, you know, I've been working as a coach and as a business and communication strategist for many years, but I'm also a mother of four. And as a mother, if you tell a teenager or even a two-year-old, four-year-old having a temper tantrum, you can't really help them bring awareness because they don't have that capacity in that moment. Brain development-wise, they don't even have the frontal cortex developed enough to even comprehend you. Yeah. So you can't have that conversation. But you, what you do is it's called, it's a, it's a strategy, it's called redirecting. And so when you, when you have a four-year-old and they're playing with, you know, a light bulb and they're going to get hurt, you don't take the light bulb away. You give them a toy instead, right? They say, well, you know what? This is a great new, brand new little car. Why don't you play with this, honey? Right. And you, and you, and you shift and you change one toy for the other, not leaving them empty handed. This is the same thing is what activity can I propose right now? that will automatically change the energy pattern. Because even if you just go walking outside, you already, the person must breathe and must move their body. And physiologically, the energy will shift. Oh, that's amazing. I'm now going to start spreading that wisdom to all of my clients as well. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay. Where, where should we go next with this concept of the idea of you? Yes. Yeah, so the idea of you is a framework. I love working in frameworks because I believe that frameworks provides a safe and clear sandbox in which my clients can play and can explore. So the idea of you is actually a framework that I've developed, which kind of peels the onion of who you are. You know, we're not one solid human being. We are a human made of multiple layers that can describe us, right? We have, you know, the conversation about what, what do we stand for and, and what are our values? We have the conversation of what is our life purpose and, and what do we believe is our mission here in life? Then there's the conversation about, you know, what are we really good at? What is our unique brilliance? You know, the million dollar question for many people at some point in their lives is, you know, I'm not happy with the work I'm doing, but I have no clue what's next for me. So, you know, exploring, putting all your pieces together and saying, okay, with this life purpose that I hold and this values that I, that I stand for and this skill set and unique brilliance that I have, what's my ideal place for work, right? What's my ideal career? Whether it's a business on your own or not, it just, what is my sweet spot? And then understanding, you know, you and the world, like, how do you show up? What's your unique style of leadership? What's your unique pattern of behavior? What's your unique way of interacting with team members or, or creating, right? You know, we all are wired a little bit different. And then under this, I call them these five core rings of identity. Under these five rings, there's four kind of ongoing 
currents that are at play in every level of our exploration. And those are the mindset, like, am I, am I operating from a mindset of victim or victory, right? Like, is the world happening to me? Like, are things happening so that I can get irritated? Or is the world and context and the, the world around me happening for me, for my own growth and development? And then another underlying layer is your goals, how to set goals, how to stick to your goals, how to embrace those goals, right? And then the two, I think, most important ones are one is who is in charge? Is your chit chatter in your head, your negative self-talk or your self-doubt, is that that's running the show or is it your internal, what I call the internal leader, right? That, that higher voice of yours of, of, of self. And then the last, but by no means least, is what are the micro actions of your day, the habits, your, your daily brushing your teeth, saying good morning, making your bed, showing up for work refreshed. What does that look like? And how do those actually work as probably the starting point of every single dream that you have? Wow, that was so much. And there's so much there. Let's actually start with the habits piece because I'm trying to make a connection between the habits that I have each morning and how that can help me be centered for the day. So can Mm -hmm. you say more about that? Yes, absolutely. So habits, at the end of the day, anything you want to accomplish needs to be broken down in tiny actions that we will take that when you add them all up, it will make you achieve your goal. For example, if you want to be fit or lose weight or feel good in your body, it comes down not to whether you skip that cake that day in at a party. It comes down to every single intake that you had throughout your days or every single minute that you spent exercising, right? Or working out or stretching. So because there is no such thing as your life, there's only your next second. Your life is really just this minute and then that minute and then that minute. So our actions that can only be measured by the accumulation of our, of our tiny actions, mm-hmm. which in repetition, those are your habits. There's a great book, which you probably know about, called The Power of Habits by Charles Duhigg. He's a New York Times bestseller. And that book is brilliant because it breaks the conversation about habits into two parts. The first part of the book is about organizational and corporate habits. And the second part is about personal habits. But the conversation is identical. And I'll give you a very clear example. And I, I know I'm not answering directly your question about your personal habits, but I think you'll understand this on a macro. The example that he gives in his book, he talks about this company that the shareholders are are concerned. It's a publicly traded company and the shareholders are worried because the stock is going down and they hire a new CEO and the CEO gives this kind of press conference in front of the shareholders and says, well, you know, I'm here and we're going to turn this around. And the main thing I'm going to focus is employee safety. (laughs) And the shareholders are like, what? You know, that's not going to bring our stock price up. It's not going to bring more sales. What this guy is talking about, like they were like all up in arms. But what happened is that by focusing 100% on habits to keep the employees safe, 
the company actually transformed because one, they reduced the amount of injuries because everybody started paying more attention to the tiny details of their day. In doing so, they reduced the amount of errors in production, therefore reduced the amount of cost of damaged finished product. Because of that, the customers became happier because their orders were shipped on time and with higher quality. Because there was less injuries, the employees became happier. And on and on, it was a chain of events that led to this CEO turning this company around. And so in our lives, I find that even personally, right at this moment while, while we're speaking, the winter for me was very busy. And I realized that between travel and stuff, I had lost some of my habits, my routines. And I was feeling off and things were starting to trigger me. And I asked myself, okay, where am I off? What am I not supporting? And I realized that I had, in the rush of the morning in my family life, I was not giving myself time to sit down quietly and reflect. There's a habit I have, which is morning pages from a book from Julia Cameron, The Artist's Way. And it's just a simple act of meditation through writing on a journal. And just simply bringing that back into my life, and I you know, brought it back about two or three weeks ago, it's already changing my whole day. So the tiny habits that we design, and I'm using that word specifically, not put, but design in our lives, become the anchors that throughout our daily activities, they are the places where we empty our cup, if you want, or refuel our energy so that we don't blow up. That makes so much sense from both a, like how these small habits can impact an entire company and from a, like that very personal space of how your habits actually matter. And when you build habits or design habits intentionally, there's really a ripple effect, right? It's not just mm -hmm. the one-off, but it's how it impacts your whole day or your mindset or your energy or whatever it is, but there are ripple effects. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So now let's go from these kind of small habits up to like big picture purpose. And so can you talk more about how you discover your purpose? I know it's something that I've heard people kind of have tension with when they're like, well, I work in this big company and it's not really what I'm passionate about, but it's a good company or I really like my job, but I'm not necessarily like, I love being a marketer, but I don't necessarily love our product or I love our product, but I'm not sure I love being a marketer. How do you figure out what your purpose is in all of this? So let me just tell you how I see the concept of purpose, because there's a lot of conversation of what purpose is and it's not, right? Great. And purpose, first of all, when I started working on my own personal life purpose was when I was doing my coaching training, my CTI coaching training. And at the time, and this is just how they teach it, and I use this methodology as well, is they invite you to explore your purpose as a metaphor. So just a word of caution, and when I'm going to share that with you right now, is that if you do this exercise, please don't go and knock on your neighbor's door and share their, your purpose with them, because they're going to think you are insane, because when you do it in this way, your purpose becomes a metaphor that is very grandiose right? Why? Because it's your life purpose. It's supposed to stay with you for the rest of your life. So just don't share it with your neighbor. But when I did this exercise, the metaphor that I came up with was that, and I'll share mine, is that I am the light that brings clarity. 
Now, where did this come from? What I, what I did is through personal exploration and also conversations with people that have been with me all my life, my parents, my family, some colleagues, I started really discovering what is it that I, who am I and how do I, how do people perceive me and where are the moments where I feel like I'm flowing, like time stops? And for me personally, those moments are the moments where I am engaged in sorting things out, in bringing things apart and putting them back together in a clear way. That is what I love to do. And call me crazy, but I I can do that with a closet. I can do that with someone's messy message. I can do some that with someone with a conflict. It doesn't matter when I'm doing that. Time stops. So what I would say is find that. When you're doing it, time stops. And here's the thing, Mami, it doesn't have to be a job. It, it, it's just a moment of flow. And then I'm sure you've read this book, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. In this book, Viktor Frankl was an Austrian psychologist in the time of Second World War. And he and his wife were incarcerated and were in concentration camp. His wife was pregnant. She did not make it through. He was sent to Auschwitz. And what he talks about, and as he uh, survived and ended up writing a lot of books, he talks about something called ludotherapy, which is life purpose therapy or purpose therapy. And he says that being in your purpose is not about where you are or what you're doing. It's about being in that state of your own internal flow. So he would say that even in the concentration camp, he could predict which next prisoner was going to stop fighting. And what I mean by fighting is their bodies were falling apart. This is no question. And the only thing that kept them alive was some level of internal spirit and hunger to live because, because everything else was not conducive to human life. And the moment that the writers stopped making up stories or the moment that the therapists stopped listening to people, the moment people stopped being in their purpose, that's the moment that they accelerated their death. So I'm, I'm going to pause here because I gave you a lot just now. Yeah. Wow. That is a lot. But it, it also, it makes sense that it's actually bigger than any one particular moment in time or one particular job or role that your purpose yeah. is like how you show up in the world and what fills you up inside is what it sounds like. Yeah. And looking for those opportunities, independent of the context, I always say, if you can find your groove and your joy in the environment you are right now, one, not only will you transform the environment around you by, by all means, but imagine how more, even more joyful you would be when you design an environment that you really want to be. Yeah. So powerful. Most people are looking for their flow or joy or happiness by changing the world around them. They change the husband, they change the wife, they change the job, they change countries. And what happens, and I've, I've experienced this myself because in some ways I was that person for many years. And as I, I would start feeling like that feeling like, oh, I'm feeling stuck or not happy. Well, I go on a trip. And <laughs> with time, I realized that I followed myself wherever I went. <laughs> and so... If I was taking me on my trip, nothing was going to really change. Maybe the view or the scenery or the food. But 
the feeling was not going to go away because it was an inside job. Amazing. And I, I wish we could keep going, but we're going to wrap up now. So can you tell us about one of the managers, one of the Rockstar managers, amazing people that you had the pleasure of working with and for and what made them so amazing? Yes, I had a person I was working for many years ago who was amazingly not amazing. And what I mean by that is he was an amazingly challenging person to work for. It almost was like having all of my self-doubt in a human being and saying that to me because he was just micromanaging, controlling. I mean, at the time I had had a successful career. I had been an entrepreneur. I've started businesses. And I just felt that every single step I took, he was just second guessing it. And it was so bad that it took me into complete, I, I, I completely fell apart inside. That's how bad it was. But at the end of the day, it came down to a meeting where I was just not happy and I wasn't sure how to even go about it. By the way, this was before I became a coach. And we were in a meeting and he, he asked one simple question and he asked, what do you want? And just that question made me completely fall apart because I realized with his question that the problem was not whether he was good or bad, is that I was completely lost inside of myself. And just a funny anecdote there, I started crying, of course, and I we postponed the meeting and I came home and told my husband about it. And he made me watch the minute in the movie, A League of Their Own, the minute when Tom Hanks is telling, I think it's Madonna, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a funny anecdote. But anyway, but yes, I cried in that meeting. And what the, the, the best thing that this manager did for me was show me how lost I was. And that was the beginning of building myself back up. And that's when I went back to school. I went to school for training, for coaching, and here we are. Wow. I mean, sounds like a horrible experience that you turned into something so positive. And for all of you who've had terrible managers or who are are currently, yeah, look for the silver lining and figure out how you can move forward from that. Because they're just there to show you where something is not really working, seriously, embrace that because on the other side of that awareness is your life. Amazing. All right. Where can people learn more about you, Dolores, and the incredible work that you're doing? Yes. So you can visit me at mastersinclarity.com. Also, Masters in Clarity on Instagram, Masters in Clarity on Facebook, and Dolores Hirschman on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Those links will all be in the show notes so everyone can find them easily. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to take some of the practices we've talked about now and apply them into my life and my coaching practice. So always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for having me. Dolores has generously offered her ebook version of Stand Out the Ted Way, Be Seen and Grow Your Business for free to members of the Modern Manager community. To join, go to mamieks.com slash join. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash join. Memberships start at $15 a month and you get all the full episode guides and guest bonuses. For $50 a month, you can join our intimate group coaching calls where we tackle your specific problems. 
And I love these calls because we dig into real situations. And not only do I get to respond, but everyone on the call gets to share their learnings and their experiences. And if you work for a nonprofit or government agency, email me directly from your work email and I will send you a discount code to make it even more affordable to become part of the Modern Manager community. As usual, all the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter, which is at mamieks.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team. I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.